0: Before we get into this week's podcast, I want to tell you about an upcoming webinar I have with our good friends over at Syncfusion. Listen, are you looking to build some awesome hybrid applications with Blazor, with .NET MAUI? What? Is that even a thing? Well, I'm going to tell you all about it on April 21st at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Pacific. I will put a link down below in the show notes to register. It's completely free. Hope you come check it out. I love hanging out with Syncfusion. And of course, thanks for them for sponsoring the pod. But actually, this webinar has nothing to do with the sponsorship. I'm just doing it because I love talking about awesome controls and awesome things you can do with Blazor and So let's get into the pod. Frank, I am on the quarantine microphone on the quarantine room in the quarantined house. Oh,
1: boy. Uh, Did you get West Nile virus? Is that going around again?
0: they got me they got me frank it's game yeah, over
1: darn it so, yeah okay uh james i i believe i i got the most awkward message from you and you're like i got the covid and i'm like oh james i'm so sorry but it seems like the world has given up on preventing the covid and we're all just accepting our fate of getting the covid even though we've all been vaccinated and all that stuff uh what a world what a world and yet you got it james i'm so sorry
0: Yeah, it's okay. It's uh, a triple vaccinated. But, um, you know, it happened. I don't know where exactly. I have a vague idea where I got it from, um, which is which is a bummer. Um, You haven't obsessed.
1: You haven't created like a crazy diagram with red yarn of like, who, who did you touch? Who did you make eye contact with? Maybe like it was a mental virus transmission. None
0: of that. So, so funnily enough, that's exactly what I wanted to do, to be honest with you. Like I was like, I'm going to create an app. I was like, if I could only just create an app and like imagine if I can notify yes. people like I could and they can notify me and I'm like that app exists. Here's the problem with those things. I don't want to get too big into this, but the problem with exposure notifications, which is what a great idea, right? The idea of an exposure notification is it's completely anonymous Bluetooth communication to let you know if you've been by someone that's exposed. And that's, that's really, really important, especially if you've been around, you know, indoors for a while now that we're all kind of going back in, eating, hanging out, doing things. Yeah. And the problem here is that it doesn't work in every state. Certain states have their own thing. And then additionally, I went to go, you know, put put in my exposure. I'm like, oh, I got COVID. It's like, oh, sorry, you you can't self-report if you just did a home test. You have to go oh. go get tested. They have to give you a code. But I'm like, it doesn't even work Hashtag in half the states. didn't know. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't even doesn't yeah. even matter so it, it's a it's a pain in the butt so then anyways let's yeah. switch topics here five minutes in in case <laughs> anyone was really curious about it
1: hi hi we're Merge conflict we, we like to talk about tech topics and debate debate things yeah
0: what, what, what you got James and the technology <laughs> is not anti. Anthrop- P- Polygen tests or whatever they are but what <laughs> i want to talk about frank is i want to talk i'm on a macbook air as we speak i'm on my covid macbook my, my quarantine macbook air if you will the battery lasts such a long time it is absolutely delightful if you're quarantined um because that way you don't have to move back and forth to the charger all this stuff what yeah. i want to talk about is this zch, z-ch.
1: <laughs> you, really we're gonna talk about this no 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 we're gonna have a dual conversation Here, here's our merge conflict uh i want to talk about fish then but uh we, we can start with uh whatever the heck you're about to say i hate it continue james please <laughs> so wait are you saying z shell like z Z-S-H, z shell the famous alternative to bash from the linux world mostly I, I think it came from linux uh it's been a nerd favorite for golly i think as long as i've known <laughs> unix it's been around forever uh is that what you're talking about
0: yeah okay here's the problem frank is forever on my macbook i was nice and happy with My bash, I have my bash, I have I know. my commands, I knew everything, and then everything changed. Frank, why did everything change? Apple, what is Apple, this uh, thing?
1: It's Silicon Valley hates us, California hates us. I don't know, people are on a mission to make our lives harder. We all love bash. I think it was a licensing thing, James. I think, I, okay, hashtag, I don't know, but this is what I remember. Uh, bash either changed their license or Apple decided they don't like software under that license. And so they made Bash, which has been the default command line interface on Mac forever, uh, they made it not that. <laughs> I believe they made it Z shell. is that correct? And Bash is still there, I believe. It, 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 it's so awkward and confusing. A, because Bash is in slash bin slash bash. That's Bash. Like that means it's a core part of the operating system. Things that are in slash bin mean OS. <laughs> this is from the operating system. You know, there's slash user slash bin. There's the terrible slash user slash local slash bin. There is the now on the M ones the even worse slash opt slash, god knows what slash bin. Um, I don't know why did they change the default. They're 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 just trying to make our lives harder, and okay. and you fell for it.
0: Yeah. So, well, here's the thing is it's the default now, and I don't quite understand why it needs to be the default because I don't even know how to do commands, like open things, this and that. So can you display <laughs> now bash is there. You can type in bash and you're very happy, yeah. but can you explain what's going on here? And then also windows has changed a lot with terminal, but I feel like terminal still terminal.
1: Okay. Well, what we have to separate is the shell from the terminal. The shell is your access to the operating system. The shell is an input output system where you know, you're know you given a prompt and you type in some commands and it processes those commands and executes basically operating system level stuff. That's what a shell is. The terminal is a program that can talk via a transport to a shell. So just getting our term straight here. Uh, Sometimes we combine them. So like the uh, uh, terminal app on macOS will start a shell, <laughs> but you can go into the configuration of the terminal and tell it exactly what shell to open. And then alternatively, you can SSH and log into a wholly different shell uh, from the same terminal. So it's just a little trick trying to keep these terms straight. And then there's those crazy Linux people that use like, the screen and what is it like tmux and things where they have like multiple windows up with different shells and they're all connected to different machines i try not to go that far personally um but it's a crazy world and so when we're talking about shells like z shell versus bash it's kind of like a programming language it takes input executes something and returns some output usually just command line stuff but you can really think about it as A programming language because you can write scripts in it and all that kind of stuff
0: okay that makes a little bit of sense because you have the idea i know on windows right you have like this new windows terminal and you might have powershell you might have like a command prompt or a cli or something like that and and is that kind of what's happening here inside of the the terminal because it is the terminal right it's just z shell
1: yeah like z shell is just a program a z shell is just a program that reads from standard in make some OS calls and output some junk. You can write your own shell, James. We'll call it James shell, J shell. And you can invent your own programming language for how you interpret stuff. Maybe you use GPT-3 and like, you know, take natural language and it's a natural language shell, things like that. It's kind of fun. Um, So I, in the beginning of the show, I was making fun like Z shell. I want to say like there are many alternatives and one that I've been turned on to for the last few years is this one called Fish. Um, fi shell, if you will, f i s h, and again, it's just another program that takes in input and returns output. On Windows, that's that's still the truth. It's a little more subtle with how Win32 definitely has one preferred command interpreter, command.exe. It's kind of a very classic one, but. Much like Unix, uh, you could have different terminals into Command. command.exe or its replacement PowerShell. But what is PowerShell? PowerShell is just a program. You could write it, too, that takes some text input and, you know, lerts out some other text.
0: <laughs> so why don't all these things exist, right? You know, and, and why does things have to change, I guess, for the greater good, Frank, for the greater good? No,
1: no, it's not for the greater good. Uh,
0: Let me say, I don't really
1: love any of these shell languages. Like, have you ever written a complicated bash script where you did like if statements, functions?
0: So funnily enough, you asked that, Frank, because yes, I have written some bash scripts, even though I'm primarily a Windows person. But for the the mobile build tools for Azure DevOps, I was writing different scripts to get them testing. And I actually wrote PowerShell scripts, bash scripts, and then I also wrote them in JavaScript as well, all to do the same exact thing. And I actually really enjoyed the Bash scripts overall because I was doing Android and iOS and I was building those on Mac so I knew that they would work there, which is really, really convenient. So I have written quite a few of them, but I probably haven't done in-depth initialization or anything crazy like that.
1: Yeah, I I find myself doing a lot of stack overflowing because even with years and years of experience with Bash, I cannot remember the syntax for anything. Like the if statements are so weird. The loops are so weird. Everything's weird about that language. But the neat thing about it was that it was ubiquitous. Was, James. Was. Until Apple got to you. Uh, I I don't know. It's a little soul-crushing, to be honest. So what's happened is... uh, Mac has kind of frozen their version of bash. It's still on the machine, but they switched you over to Z Shell, so they're still shipping an old version of it. but I don't know how how much has Bash changed in years it, it, It's a difficult language, but at least it was a standard. you know there's eight thousand stack overflow articles on it. Google's full of bash scripts and all that stuff. Z shell I get it. it's a technological advancement. But this is me and being an old curmudgeon. I like my old stuff because it's documented and there's knowledge there and we can deal with it, even though it's broken in several (laughs) ways and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know. I I, I feel I have such mixed feelings. I have such mixed feelings about what Apple did here that I switched to a whole different (laughs) shell. I'll put it that way.
0: Well, that's really fascinating too, because the reason this came about not only is because I get confused every time I do this, but as for my stream timer, you can actually execute commands to open the application and to launch mm. it and start the countdown. Now, in Bash, you can just say open, pass it the URL. However, Frank, I have no idea how to do it in Z Shell at all. I can't figure it well. out, and I have no idea how to do it. And the reason that came up is because people were asking me, How do I do it on the GitHub page? And I said, Well, type in Bash. And then type (laughs) open. (laughs) I can't figure it out. It's so confusing. There are so many scripts. There are so many here. Copy, paste
1: this command line, but they assume bash. Uh, For example, I'm sorry. So in fish, uh, sorry, in bash, bash, hello, bash. If you want to set an environment variable, you say variable name equals value space your command. It's a quick way to set an environment variable that stays set while that command executes. And there are so many GitHub READMEs <laughs> that say, you know, just copy and paste this and totally just execute it. Yo, it'll be fine. But that turns out that's Bash syntax. If you use Fish like I do, you have to put the word ENV in front of it so it knows set this environment variable and then execute that command. Now I think Z shell, Zish, whatever you want to call it, is a lot more compatible with Bash than like say Fish. But at the same time, there are syntax differences. What what it really brings up, and something that you even if you're a pro at the command line, I myself forget which ones are which, but there are tools on the command line which are exes, binaries, in the in, the, in your slash bin or whatever one of those bin things. And it is just a program that executes, you call it, you give it command lines, it you know, blurts out some output. Those are actual apps. Then there are the commands within the shell that you're executing. And those are built-in commands, they usually call them. And those change. So I can't remember. I honestly thought open was a command. And now I, I, I just have to find out. I just have to find out is open a command or is it a tool? It's actually just a tool. It's an app that runs in slash user, slash bin, slash open. So even in ZShell, James, you should still be able to use open. The problem is, and this is the most terrible part, if you have been using Bash for years, all your initialization scripts are in Bash. And I bet you when you got switched over to ZShell, none of your initialization scripts ran. And therefore, you have a lot of missing stuff from your environment.
0: Oh, I see. So, kind of, my environment is kind of in this weird state where it's running in Z shell, but it doesn't know about any of those pre configured directories. Yeah, and it's really fascinating. I was hoping that it was just going to be a command because one thing that's really unique that I've noticed recently on Windows Terminal, which I'm a huge fan of uh, in general, the new one with all the tabs and all the, the okay. multi the multi um, shells. It's a, I guess it's a terminal. Can with... I
1: interject? Like that, Go ahead. that's the that's the perfect example of how. They didn't even have to change the shell, PowerShell or Command.exe didn't change. What they did is improve the terminal, the hmm. UI that you use to access that shell, and that, that's fantastic. It was certainly overdue.
0: So <laughs> so terminal and, and terminal and shells inside of it running scripting languages, basically. That's the three layers that we have, right? I was reconfirm yeah. what we said ten minutes ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, terminal is like your TTYs is what you usually know them as, and they are just a serial communication. Communications line. Um, mm. And they are mostly sending text, mostly what we see as text. But in the case of like color codes and fancy characters and things like that, there are like ANSI codes and things like that, that the terminal is interpreting ends of lines. You know, if you do run like a full screen text app, <laughs> it's using all those advanced TTY commands. Mm. So the terminal is the app that's responsible for doing the network communications and rendering the data that it gets back from whatever the heck it's talking to which could be anything it could be an HTTP server it doesn't matter but in, what we're talking about is when it's talking to a shell
0: got it now one thing i like about commands that they did over on windows i don't actually know 100 how this works but i'd always get tripped up between uh, ls and dir. you know like windows, <laughs> yeah. but now in windows <laughs> terminal Either of them work, and they do the same exact is thing. Right? Clear, is that right? Clear, CLS, same. I think they're aliased or something. For How real? smart is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is that in Command.exe or is that in a uh, PowerShell or both? Uh,
0: I think at least in the because I think I know, think, um, I know hmm.
1: PowerShell supported LS. They they did that as uh, you know, throw us a bone here. <laughs> uh, it we might we be, forget which operating system we're on.
0: I bet I bet it's in PowerShell Core, which is a cross platform PowerShell, and I think that's my default shell inside a terminal is that what you're rocking wow you know i'm so old-fashioned i like my c colon
1: backslash greater than so you know not, nothing makes me happier than seeing that
0: the the thing with powershell core is it's you know you don't have to run all the powershell stuff i think you can also just run all the command uh prompts sure. you know handsome in one he's like the yeah. he's got like the the posh bash thingy he's got his blood <laughs> his blood sugar glucose in his terminal in real time and all this yeah. other fancy stuff my, my mine like i'm looking at my z shell it is uh black text on white background
1: uh oh, james Can i do it you right know what you do
0: no (laughs) No. what
1: you do is well this kind of goes back to our old discussion of do you customize or don't customize Mm. here's what i have as a solution um so whichever shell you decide on maybe maybe james you decide on sticking with z shell but later on i'm going to recommend you just switch back to bash okay just do that, um, but what you can do is take a moment and set up your shell, everyone just google on the Google on the stack overflow, <laughs> your shell name slash fancy prompt you know, and go read a few articles and see which prompt sparks joy in your heart and at least get yourself a nice prompt you know take care of yourself a little bit and then my best recommendation there. Is get yourself a cloud syncing file share service, a la Dropbox, or whatever the heck Microsoft is calling their share service at OneDrive. the drive or Google Drive. Thank you. It's OneDrive right now?
0: Okay. OneDrive. Yep. Okay.
1: Or not, yep. Not Skydrive. And, OneDrive. <laughs> never. It was never SkyDrive. We've never been at war with Skydrive. No. Uh and I recommend doing just a symbolic link. To a file on your uh, on your OneDrive, you almost got me to say it, and uh, that way, on all the machines that you log into, you get the same configuration file on every machine. It's kind of an old old advice to give, but you know what? Every year, someone hasn't seen The
0: Simpsons. Someone's born who hasn't seen The Simpsons. Something like that. <laughs> so I I use the the Apple Terminal. Should I use a different? Now, let's start at the basics. Should no. I even use the Apple Terminal, or is it just garbage?
1: There are other terminals for macOS. In fact, there's a beautiful terminal built into VS Code. It's mm-hmm. it's really good. I mm-hmm. don't know how configurable it is. As in, like, can you just start up any random shells or anything like that? But it's a very nice terminal. But no, uh, the Apple Terminal is excellent. I've I've used many a terminals in my life, and it's it's excellent and this is not me just being a fanboy one thing that i absolutely love about mac is just how good their terminal is uh the biggest problem with it is there's just eight thousand configuration settings especially when you get into apps that present guis you know like gui.cs miguel's Mm gui.cs so if you decide to build a user interface using terminal Uh, that is the serial communication that has all these color codes and whatever kind of codes mouse codes and all that Mm -hmm. you run into funny things where like how does the escape key map how does the alt key map you know there's these funny operating system differences so you have to kind of map your keyboard to other systems but in general that's not such a big issue you just kind of Play around in your terminal preferences until things work the way you want them to work. And then you never change that setting ever again and you move on with your life. But there, there are those potentials uh, for conflict. But in the case of most shells, shells tend to be command lines. So you, you don't run into any of that. Though so someone really should build a nice GUI.cs
0: shell. James yeah, sh- no, yeah. cool. Shell should be GUI.cs based. There you go. So I can. You're you're saying though. So you leave the Apple Terminal. But what you're saying is I need to replace the shell that I'm using inside of it. Get rid of the zish. I'm gonna call it zish forever because that's zish. what it says. Zish. That's what it says. Bash is bash it's, it's zish. <laughs> zish is, 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 is I mean, it's really a shell that does make me shush because. I don't enter anything into it because i can't figure out the commands so <laughs> do i have ben, to run ben. do i have to run z shell commands to like switch out my shell or, or how do i how do i do this thing because i'm looking in the the properties and i see shells open with the mm. default login or a command and and the default has bin zish I, I now understand the profiles i understand the ascii actually the, the gui in the, the terminal uh, properties are pretty nice because there's profiles. Yeah. yeah. And you have like grass and novel and ocean. These are the different color and sea colors. I now understand how cursor things and this is the, the, the rendering <laughs> engine. All sorts of really cool stuff. But the thing that I'm struggling with is the actual shell itself.
1: Yeah. Um, so um, big advice is in general, Z shell is a good shell. It's worth learning. Mm, But if you're not in the mood for that, or, you know, life's too short, I already have a million Bash scripts and blah, blah, blah. I just want to have Bash. Fortunately, James, we are inheriting a beautiful lineage of Unix systems here. Mm. And Unix systems are designed so that someone can log into them and interact with the Unix system. How do you interact with the Unix system? Via a shell. And so shells are a fundamental part of a Unix system and a fundamental part of the user account system to the point where, you know, this is a neat part where Apple obeys this. And uh, basically Windows has adopted it too because it's just a good idea. And so associated with every user account is which shell to execute when they, uh, you know, need to talk to the operating system, you know, Hmm. do your command line stuff. And so there has been and forever will be (laughs) a little tool called Change Shell. Change Shell. It's because it's Unix. Of course, it has to be shortened to C H S H. (laughs) 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 And so what you do is, uh, (laughs) dash S, whatever the dash S means. I don't know. I'm going to switch it or change shell, you know, S shell. Um, and you point it at an executable. Hmm. And for then on, anytime you log into that machine, whether it be a graphical login, because it's still going to run this thing. Guess what? Your your GUI is hosted in a shell. Or whether you uh, SSH into it, this is the shell that's going to run. And so what you can do is (laughs) chisha minus s uh, space slash bin slash bash. And for then on, for the rest of eternity, uh, bash will come up anytime you start a shell.
0: I'm doing it right now. It's happening. <laughs>
1: but, I did it. But but stop, James. Stop. Oh. May may, may oh, I try okay. to sell you on a? May I sell you a fish?
0: Okay. Would you like a so, fish,
1: James? Uh, you, okay, I'm,
0: I'm hitting the red X. Do you want to terminate this process? I do terminate. Okay, I've backed away. I have backed away. I like to go fishing. I like to eat fish. So, do not want to type into a fish? I don't know. That seems weird. Yeah,
1: this was recommended because I, I I was whining on Twitter. This actually happened a few years ago. I can't believe this is only catching up to you now. <laughs> um, I was whining on Twitter about all of this. Everything we've spoken about, I was whining about. And uh, an Apple friend said, hey, have, have you tried fish? Can I sell you a fish? And there is a show out there called Fish. <laughs> and it is absolutely wonderful. It, uh, the documentation is fantastic the programming language because a shell is actually just a programming language mm-hmm. is fantastic. It 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 it, <laughs> it brands itself as a full color shell <laughs> because um it actually uses colors vividly everywhere which is fun. Obviously, it's nice that way. But where it's really powerful is in its command line completion and history stuff. Yeah. And so that's a part of the shell. When you hit, you know, start typing something in tab, tab, tab or something like that, where you're trying to get auto completion or find a file, things like that. In bash, uh, the initial, the default one, the tab, tab, tab one is terrible. It's just file based, that's all it knows anything about. Uh, there is control R in bash, which is a recursive search of your history, which is a little bit better, at least you're going back to your old commands, but it's not intelligent in any way. Whereas, and yes, everyone, Z shell can do this too, but I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to sell you a fish right now. Okay, I'm selling fish. <laughs> um What it has are these auto-completions for different commands, so it knows arguments to commands, it knows what to expect, it has special support for Git, so it knows if you say, like, Git add, it looks for a file that you could potentially add versus ignoring all the other kind of files. So it's just a, honestly, a much more friendly and beautiful shell out there z shell's awesome but z shell came from the whatever the 1980s fish mm. fish is modern it uses up to 256 colors it's
0: amazing <laughs> all right well we will put a link to that in the show notes i'll install it I'm, I'm in because you know i think that that's one nice thing i did on windows is it was so easy to install them in you know, and all of your all of your shells are putting up in there and you know i think the one thing you're reminding me with ssh which i'm i don't know anything about really to be honest with you i'm, I'm the worst because you know it's everything auto configures nowadays for you anyways. So it's all hidden, but I do remember having to configure SSH uh, and one of my first jobs out of college to SSH into the Git like machine, like the Git repository yeah. and do this stuff and all this shenanigans. Yeah. But that being said, I'm thinking about it because how you might log into an Azure cloud shell, for example, It's a, it's a shell mm-hmm. in the cloud and that's running on like a Linux machine. So you can execute commands while logged in to that user.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's super powerful. And then you can get shells within shells. You know, like once you're into that machine, then you can usually talk to the machines on the subnet and all that. And the real trick there is, you know, you log into a Linux machine, you're probably going to get Bash. You log into mm. a modern Windows machine, you're probably going to get PowerShell. And that's what I find a little infuri- infuriating about this change in macOS is like, bash is still the default everywhere else you know it's it's again getting back to we don't like to change the defaults um it's frustrating running a different shell honestly there are so many please copy and paste this line of script on the internet that doesn't work in fish (laughs) Mm, (laughs) even though i just tried to sell you a fish i want to be very clear it is a different programming language than bash and z shell Mm. and Although it gets support, definitely like CMake supports it. All all the tools actually do support fish and all that. Uh, It's a bear sometimes because there'll just be a lot of commands online that I can't execute. The good news there is when you run into those situations, all you have to do at the command line is type slash bin slash bash. And Mm, all of a sudden you're back in bash. And you can copy and paste that command line. You're probably in the same directory and everything, uh, unless you have weird configuration options and all that. And so it's really easy to hop into Bash. And I, I find myself having to do that. It's pretty rare, but it does happen from time to time. But otherwise, I find the benefits of alternative shells to be worth it.
0: Yeah, I think it's f- cool to explore this, just like exploring different IDEs or different programming languages or... Different, um, different, like CI set. You know, this all is just to so get another tool in the toolbox, right? At the end of the day, um, which yeah. I think is really neat. So,
1: yeah, and I even, uh, even on Twitch, people will notice. They're like, "What shell are you using?" And it's usually because of the auto completion. It, it, it's so cool to like, um, you know, if if you've never used IntelliSense before. And you might be like, well, I don't need IntelliSense because I've never used it before. (laughs) And then you start using IntelliSense. You're like, how did I ever do my job before this? Or the modern version of it is, um, uh, I don't need GitHub Copilot. It doesn't sound like that would be useful to me. But then you start using GitHub Copilot and you're like, I can't program any other way now. This is the only way I want (laughs) to program. So I I just highly recommend... um, you know, trying out these advanced tools it, It's worth it. it. It's kind of funny. It's almost like Apple gave us a kick in the pants, like, well, and that's how I felt about it. They're like, well, you're we don't want you using bash anymore by default, for whatever reasons. And so that just inspired me to look outside the box a little bit and look at other shells. and uh, honestly, don't just stop at fish. There are other weird shells out there, <laughs> and you might want to you might find interesting and worth playing around with.
0: Yeah, if you're using an awesome shell and you're like, James, you should really check this out, let us know right into the show. Let me know. Tweet at us. Let us know. I'd be interested because I didn't C-sharp know about the shell. shell. C-sharp shell.
1: Yeah, that's what we do. Sharp did. shell. Yeah, Sharp shell. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's what PowerShell was meant to be, but I, I wanted to just be a little closer to <laughs> C-sharp.
0: Yeah, I do like PowerShell that it does run everywhere. So I guess I could just replace my shell with PowerShell. That could Totes. that could you yeah, actually I could,
1: could. on Mac OS, you could totally do it wow. now, be careful, hashtag be careful um like I know, Visual Studio will start a shell so it can execute some commands mm. and if you give it a shell that it tries to run a command on and it can't handle it, then you're a little bit uh it's tricky, so Got just it. be be aware if you decide <laughs> to go off the paved path that you are gonna run into some weirdness.
0: Very cool. Well, this is a good crash course for me and hopefully a crash course for some of our listeners because I'm a GUI person. I really have been. Even when you were talking about terminals inside of VS Code. Mm-hmm. It just is very similar. Like I I definitely can go down there and do stuff. It feels more integrated and is felt very similar. Like when the Windows new Windows terminal came out, it just gave me a lot more control over setting up my, you know, command yeah. prompt and my terminal, and my shells and stuff like that. So I would like to see that evolution, but I'm sure that there's other great terminals too. I know people have used like iTerm or something like that, or some other ones I've seen. Putty, but Putty, yeah, that was an SSH thing. I used to use Putty for yeah. like Git on Windows or something like that back in the day. You'd like install yeah. Putty, and then you like the Win <laughs> right click. It was it was a it was a mess. Early days of Git, man. Everything's so much nicer now, Frank. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, and then they have those composite shells like tmux that actually yeah. are multiple connections to multiple shells <laughs> that's when life gets really crazy <laughs>
0: i'll pipe through one shell <laughs> oh, that's cool all right yeah and anything else you want to talk about on the
1: uh, that, that was fun james i really actually didn't know we were going to talk about it and when do we ever talk about shells versus terminals like when do you get this is like fundamental unix stuff and i love it and thank you that i actually had a lot of fun during this
0: so. Well, thank I hope you, you feel t- better. <laughs> well, thanks for doing most of the talking. Uh, my lovely wife brought in a hot tea uh, during this and we had to cut out a bunch of me hacking up along. Um, so, okay. but, uh, but th- thank you, Heather, for, for doing that. And thanks to all of our listeners for putting up with this microphone. And uh, I learned something today and I'm going to go spend the next, well, I'm in this room forever. So I'm going to go <laughs> play with, it's going to give me something to do tonight. So I'm actually going to have yeah. fun after I have this podcast. So thank you, Frank. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, check out
0: the fish show. Let me sell you a fish. I'm installing it now. I just need to figure out how to set it. So, uh, we'll do next... Chain shell. <laughs> oh, uh, you also do the chain shell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brew, do that. Brew
1: install fish is the easiest way if you have uh homebrew installed.
0: Then I have to figure out install homebrew. So many things. Okay.
1: Whatever. Do it. Do it however. <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out, James. You're a smart guy. <laughs>
0: that sounds good. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning into this week's Emerge Conflict. Uh, I hope that I'm back to better shape next week. Um, we'll see. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno, and I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace.